0: James Grunvig with Decentralized.media on Unrestricted Warfare. Got a great new guest, first-time guest for me, uh, Charlie Crople, and He's going to talk about self-healing in the age of COVID or post-COVID health. And it's going to be interesting. And I got a couple of videos, of course, to start off. And I got a PowerPoint deck related to health because we got disease X and, you know, the pandemic treaty. All that is coming up this spring, no less. And World Economics da- Davos was a big miss, not a hit. So we'll get into it and we'll continue to expose the fraud that's going on. So here we go, video one. Oh, video one cannot take. So video one was, was Operation Steadfast, the NATO chief. so the video couldn't play on, on Zoom in particular. So they got 90,000 forces, 31 nations, the Getting ready for war against Russia, that was the bottom line in the 51-second video. We'll go right to uh, the second video. Not a problem. So Operation Steadfast, that is what's coming.
1: All right, everyone, got a little bit of an emergency alert out here for you. We have some insiders that are telling us that the FBI, the CIA and other government officials are going to soon be warning about huge artificial intelligence driven misinformation and disinformation campaigns. Now, this could be something a little bit larger than even what they are alluding to. What we are starting to see is that maybe we have reached that point in AI where we're going to see the dissemination of information, deep fakes. We're going to see uh, stuff come out to cover up the recent release of files that have been, uh, you know, proven to be the downfall of certain celebrity figures we are going to uh maybe even see a little bit of chaos in the streets of the united states of america if what they can do will drive people into the streets i started to see just a little bit of these videos a little bit of what we're being warned about on social media they were deep fakes of police officers deep fakes of men in uniform attacking individuals across the usa now these were pretty good deepfakes, and what we we're starting—you can pick them apart just a little bit by some of the analysis that we're able to perform in-house too, because we have access to some of the deepfake making uh, software. The mo- the majority of people, everybody right now who says there's nothing to worry about, nothing's going to happen, nothing ever happens—those are the people who are going to be fooled by what's coming out. It's going to have a lot to do with the election process. We are also going to see some calls for riots in the streets. Now, what the officials are going to say is that Russia and China are behind this. Maybe even one of the proxy groups like Iran, maybe Yemen. Now, who is it really? Could this be one of the uh, U.S.-driven things that really push us into that next stage of martial order? That we really don't know. All we know is I'm here to tell you guys just be ultra Ultra aware.
0: Be ultra aware and don't overreact to videos. I never do. In fact, like the Miami aliens, there were no videos, and then three days later showed up. That was all deep fake nonsense. But don't overreact to certain things. We don't have the technology yet in place to handle deep fakes, but we're going to. No matter how good they are, because it's called blockchain technology, and blockchain technology will be the audit trail that actually captures the original video of something all the way to the possession of being shown on TV. So if it's a deep fake, it won't be part of the original source and then we could find out. So that is going to happen. We're going to eventually beat it, but it's not the technology. The blockchain does exist, but the technology for deep fakes is not quite out yet, but that's the way to go forward. Now, let me get into my PowerPoint slide Because there's some very interesting news coming up, and we're going to go into it quickly. So this is James Grunvig with my guest today, Charlie Cropley. Self-healing in the age of COVID is episode 34. You know where to find me, Unrestricted Warfare or Beyond the Bible. Every other day, I'm doing one of these two shows on Rumble.com, Red Pill Project. See you there. So Ursula von der Leyen, you know my favorite uh, Nazi scientist out of out of Germany, president of the European Commission. Number one problem for the next two years, not one year, two years, is difforma- disinformation, misinformation. So she's been telegraphing what they're going to do. Right, rebuilding trust. Kind of weird. You got rebuilding trust because the trust with COVID was shattered. We know they're all full of nonsense over there at the WeF, World Economic Forum, and here she's telling us worry about these two things really mainstream media is a source of propaganda we know that as a fact they're the ones that are, that are spewing out the disinfo and misinfo so it continues the world economic forum suggests hardcore censorship is a mean of restoring public trust in global elite are why would we ever trust global elite or they're building bunkers that have stolen money from everyone. They do it through taxation. They do it through hyperinflation. They do it by literally stealing from the markets themselves. They manipulate everything. Should we ever trust global elites that actually worship Satan, or Baal, or Moloch, or take Drenochrome from harvested young babies? I say the answer is no, at all. So good luck to rebuilding trust. And here we go. We got a, a simple map of false information, which is posing a bigger threat. Maybe this is misinformation itself, because Canada's got a lot of misinformation. And it's down at 16th. So that does, that's kind of strange. I mean, U.S. should be really number one, but it's in four, five and six. So it's in a second tier. And bloody India is, is number one. I guess they like to fool their own people over there. But it, it's just weird that China is not even included on this. I guess they can't get a real read. And Greenland really doesn't matter, and, and Great Britain. So the Five Eyes nations, which are all the English-speaking nations, Canada, United States, Great Britain, right, United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, those are the leaders in propaganda throw in Israel. Israel, of course, is kind of left off on this on purpose. So I call this misinformation, just me. So here we go. The, the World Health Organization at the World Economic Forum last week, Davos, right, unveils global police force to arrest citizens who post independent media online. So I guess they're coming to arrest me in Florida. Good luck, Tedros. Why don't you press to come to my house so you and I can have a conversation? And we'll, we'll see how that conversation goes. And bring your thugs. I'm ready for them. So here we go. Let's talk about the pandemic treaty, which is coming in May to ratify the two-thirds of 194 nations. And already we got, supposedly, Colorado have been vaccinating their staff, their staff, not the patient's, with, the, with live Ebola, with a shed rate of 31%. Now, Ebola, we know, doesn't spread from all of the 50 years of research going back to 1976. It has to be basically blood or fluid, you know, flesh-to-flesh contact between two human beings. So it doesn't spread, it's not airborne. So what is airborne? If it's shedding, what is airborne? Probably graphene oxide, uh, synthetic uh, venom peptide, spike proteins, and things of that nature. Just saying. And if they're... Doing this with the staff are the ones administering these vaccines. Since the shedding, are they in full contamination? Or are they wearing all these little blue masks made in China that are loaded with graphene oxide? Anyway, I just I just question this entire narrative here. Same thing with this. So I would really think about what this is. Why why are these articles pushed out in a narrative? Is Ebola disease X or is disease X separate from Ebola? Or are we getting Marsburg? We know it's a binary weapon. The vaccines that, that graffited a lot of people and the 5G tower. But the 5G towers, in my opinion, in my research, have been neutered. So I question this completely. But keep an eye on it. Why? Because Bill Gates has been promising since 2018. He's promised disease X is coming. Now, I find that, in, that 2018 real interesting because it's related to what I'm going to show you in a minute, a map of, of two of the eclipses of the last seven years. What I call the alpha and the omega. The omega is coming April 8th of this year. So he's got a new, because new, people don't like needles. So he figures, well, I'm going to poison you with this vaccine wafer technology. But what's interesting, mRNA, which is supposed to make us patentable if we, if we get DNA has changed 1%. Well, Dr. Robert Young on Friday refuted through his labs and other labs around the world have found almost little to no mRNA tech in the vaccines. So the basis of just clot shots or kill shots to not M- mRNA at all," he said. He, found, he finds on average, like like 0. 0.0009 grams, like like nine milligrams, like a super small, tiny amount, not enough to uh, change your DNA by one percent. So I find this very interesting. So here we go. Then I I find I question Tidros. Now, if I'm want 100 two thirds 194 nations to sign and ratify a global pandemic that gives up their sovereignty and health. At bare minimum, I would have I would have this second pandemic, pandemic 2.0 or pandemic 2.0 ahead of May. He's claiming it's going to come after they sign it. Really? I don't think so. But he, he definitely says it's coming this spring, no less. So here we go again, right? Who director calls for the pandemic tree to be uh prepared disease X? I find that interesting. Who urges pandemic accord in 2024 after years of COVID pain? Right. We're going to get another lockdown again. This is what I'm talking about. What's interesting is Rachel Christina, who came up with this map, shows an accurate map of the first uh, solar eclipse that went from Pacific Northwest and out to Carolinas. And now she's showing the next one on April 8th, going out, going through San Antonio, Waco, and all the way out to New England and Maine. And it forms an X, disease X. I actually think that's pretty interesting since we know... April Fool's Day is actually a satanic holiday. We know spring, they like to bring darkness to goodness. So this actually makes more sense. And timing-wise, Tedros, I hate to say it, you actually want your event, your fake pandemic, ahead of the ratification instead of after. Just saying. But this is the map in which Christina left out one of the, the three eclipses, the one from last summer. And this one shows God, shows the Hebrew letter, Letters E L L the most high. This is what it shows. So we go from disease X to this. We will see what Disease X, if there's a disease X coming in April or May. Let's find out. We will see when they try their pandemic 2.0. So here's Charlie Cropley. He's my guest. His URL is simply enough Charlie then L E Y Cropley with L E Y dot com. So Charlie com. Charlie. Great to have you in the show. What's your background?
2: <laughs> my background is I'm a naturopathic physician. I've been practicing as a <clears throat> clinician for over 45 years, and um, trained doctors. I also trained doctors in my methodology. So, um, yeah, that's my background. Now, what goes with this is that as my brand of naturopathic medicine. I was a primary care doctor for first 20, 25 years of my practice. And over that time, I gradually let go of various therapeutics such as herbal medicine, homeopathic medicine, acupuncture, spinal manipulation and such. I let go of those therapies and I have not used any medicines in the form of nor have I used supplements in the last 25 years.
0: Interesting.
2: Right, very interesting. My focus, because it's my passion and what I love, is teaching people the art of healing themselves, how to heal their own diseases. And that this happens by four means. Right there. I teach people to heal their illnesses through their behaviors. Now, before we get to each of these behaviors, yep. um, to make a simple example, naturopathic in naturopathic medicine, in my view of medicine, illness is something wise. This sickness is the cure, is a way of saying it. So, for example, if a person drinks too much alcohol and gets a hangover, right? Yeah, we still, still today have really poor, no, no solid methods of curing a hangover. Uh, I can agree to that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The reason, it, the reason is, is because the hangover itself is the cure. I now, go ahead. I'm. I'm. Listen.
0: I've. uh Right. Right. I've had a a few hangers my lifetime. Too many, too many to talk about. Nothing to brag about. Right. Uh, I'll tell you the usual recipe for people in their 20s. When I used to be 20s was Gatorade, uh, three Advil. Lots of fluids. Right. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Uh,
0: But when you hit 40, you go from 20 to 40. Suddenly the doesn't go away in half a day. It's now with you for the full day. When you hit 50 and 60. Well, the hangover there with, with you sometimes two days and then you realize can't can't do this anymore.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> right <laughs> right beautiful beautiful illustration the our body is trying to give us the message don't poison me with alcohol right this is when you put alcohol in me this is what has to happen and if that continues over a lifetime uh the patients their liver becomes sclerotic and they Correct. eventually die due to it it's cumulative So in the same way, it's difficult for people to see, but here's here's the similarity. I was going to say in the same way, chronic diseases such as cancer and Alzheimer's and MS and diabetes, chronic diseases are the result of ignoring acute symptoms. In the same way, as the chronic disease of liver cirrhosis is due to the ongoing ignoring of hangovers, right? Yeah. Now, right? So what is so cool in this is that when a person, as a naturopathic doctor, when a person has a fever or they have an acute illness other than a hangover, they have a bronchitis, They have a sinusitis, a bladder infection, a diarrhea, a whatever they have. It's the same thing. And as a naturopathic doctor, I go, that is the wisdom of that body trying to get poisons out of itself. This is ancient, ancient wisdom right it's sneezing them out blowing them out coughing them out peeing them out sweating them out with fevers trying to get poisons out of itself if i understand that and help the body to eliminate those poisons then the body naturally heals itself and comes back rested purified and stronger if what i do if i if i say that fever is my enemy right? Because I can't afford to have a fever at this time. And I take Tylenol or I take an antibiotic or take whatever should, I take.
0: Tylenol is bad, bad for your kidneys. Keep going.
2: <laughs> what happens is that the poisons that the body is trying to eliminate get stopped blocked and have to stay in there. And it's the accumulation of those poisons that then lead to chronic, metabolic, physiologic, anatomical, neurological, right? Changes in the body that are chronic disease. So, so we look, so then in naturopathic medicine, we say, just like a hangover, these colds, flus are trying to tell me something. What are they trying to tell me? <clears throat> so put that slide back up that we had before yeah, well let me let me do that right now. We're gonna get
0: right back to that slide.
2: There we go, so there we are. <clears throat> What is the body? These are the questions that I encourage my patients to ask and that when I'm examining patients, this is the lens I think through. What is this cold? What is this COVID infection? What is this telling me about the ways that I eat? How is my body asking me to change the ways that I'm eating? How is it asking me to change the ways that I'm thinking? And I look at myself and I say, have i been stressed out have i been really worried about career finances family whatever have i been speaking to myself critically harshly scaring myself what's my thinking been like movement have i been getting enough sleep yep am, am i feeling am i feeling at ease and am i you know is, is my body strong is my body flexible do i have endurance we look at those that's if not then we that's may be the message to us right it is when we examine sure. our movement and see then in relating relating we say <clears throat> how satisfied how happy how understood do i feel in my relationships and how well do I understand the others? And the work in relationship com- is that of the two skills are learning to listen compassionately to other people. Yeah. And the gift gift of listening to other people. Yeah. You know, if that's all you got in this lifetime, that's that's a worthwhile gift. I, and the, I, uh, I'm a, the a, other is uh, the other uh, is go ahead. Go ahead. You want no, me to go? We'll get back to listening in a minute. Keep going. Okay. So the other skill in relating is being able to speak truthfully. And I'll say live truthfully. And this, I mean, all of these are always challenges for all of us. Right? Yeah. And these these behaviors. So the message of sickness, not just when we have a fever, but for our lives overall. Is, is that of learning to treat ourselves and live in a way that we would teach our kids to live. That we, you know, eat this way. No, don't drink that much alcohol. you regret it, you know. Eat this way. This would be my advice, that we ourselves live by that. Now, in the work, that's easy enough to say in a lot of people. This is... Awakening in medicine, all that I've said to this point, a med- medicine is awakening to the primacy of our behaviors on our health. Here's the key question. If we can't, and I'll speak for myself, if I can't change my behavior, if I can't stop drinking that much wine, if I can't, regularly have vegetables and fruit, right? If I crave sweets and can't quit eating them, if I can't change my behavior, knowing how my behavior needs to be changed while essential is powerless and futile. So we all, in being honest, we look at ourselves and everybody knows I could be doing better here. So we set ourselves to that. And then the training is, how do I stop doing what I know is obviously poisoning me and harming me? And how do I get myself to do the things that I absolutely know would strengthen and nourish me? So there are three ways. And what I'm speaking of is ancient, consistent with all religions, all philosophies, is that we the ways that we master ourselves is by being kind to ourselves. Like a kind parent that that is teaching a child how to keep their room clean or how to eat. And we so our kindness to ourselves, recognizing that we're trying to do something that is not just a little bit hard, I believe that mastering ourselves is the most challenging and most important task in the world. So being kind to ourselves and then learning to be truthful to ourselves and a simple place where uh, speaking for myself, it can be really challenging is to ask myself is to admit that I'm afraid of something and then to be gentle with myself again like i might with a child and say charlie what is it about that that scares you so much and and by those means and by those done in the presence of other people like an aa for example or in a church or even in a school to doing trying to live According to our being, being kind to ourselves and being honest with ourselves, and doing that in the presence of others, the presence of others is almost uh, is the most important of of anything. The being witnessed by other people who who are who know the difficulty of the challenge, right, and are standing there with you, going, "We got to do this," right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're slippery folks. So the what what I find and and there's so 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 much to teach here as you can see. But the but what I would offer as uh a blessing to you to I to other people who are awakening in this world to the imminent dangers that we face, and like you, have given your life to creating a podcast and standing up for what it is that you believe in these times, that I find for myself that when I, first of all, when I see and and admit to myself, this is wrong, Charlie, this isn't good for you. This is not good for you. And then I try to find my way to understand because the only way i can heal that part of myself let's say that eats too many sweets is by understanding that is by really feeling the craving to eat sweets and not eat them and understand how to get through that territory as i do that for myself i can say that uh that It empowers the good that I'm trying to do on a, I'm going to say a nationwide level. Right. Among my people, it empowers it. And the explanation that I have is because there's only one power in the world. And that's the power of love, the power of truth. They're the same thing, right? God, God is love. Yeah. Right. 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 And, and by wherever love, God shows up. And all is within. Yeah. God's within us, people. This exactly. Is- that, this is what it's about. And by loving ourselves in the ways we eat, love comes into our life, and we're guided for how to bring about our love for humanity and how to, how to carry on in the world, and it gives us power. Power is power right? Power's not jive. You can't fake doing 20 push push-ups, right? You got it. You can't fake that you do or don't, that you don't drink alcohol, right? That's a real deal that you have gained for yourself. And that power, that's what, that's the power that heals us, right? And, and the, so the joy is, is that in our struggle, like you and I for like, God, how do we change this world? It gives us power to, that we can get our hands on in our own lives, and uh, and you know it it's a game changer. So it, it's a game changer when people arrive at the truth. Um, let's go back to listening. Yes. So I have a
0: vaccine injured autistic son who's be twenty four in spring. So i I've, no, I've, I've had to I- reprogram myself two decades ago at least. To uh, to become a different way of communicating with my son since he's mostly nonverbal, not always, but mostly, I have to uh-huh. read body language and become very observant. I have to be a great listener, um, and you know, and and I have to behave a certain way in front <laughs> of him. And it's 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 all been pretty interesting. But by you wow. listening and, and training others to listen to people that need to be trained to self heal. You flip the script because what doctors have become in the last 50 years is, is no different than an oil change in your car. You got 15 problems in your car and you're just checking boxes off. They, they no longer listen to patients at all. That has gone out the window. They, they, they're lucky if they have five minutes with a patient. I mean, I've, I've seen it to my son. i see seen it to others. Very, very rare. Do they spend a lot of time on it, right? And it's always, the solution is always a synthetic pharma med. And you're skipping the supplements. You're trying to teach the people that their body will heal itself. And I actually like that because I think we're heading in that direction. There's a change in frequencies. A change in uh, Aquarius meets Pluto this year. There is a there is a great awakening happening worldwide. So you're a, you're ahead of the excuse me you're ahead of the game in that respect.
2: Yes, I'm I'm ahead of the game. I, I am ahead of the game and you're aware we're aware there's an awakening happening in our time like i've never seen in my 77 years right what's going on in this country and in this world is astounding and yeah. <clears throat> and the we are we are learning again so what what has to happen is ordained by universal law, which is the law of physics, the law of metabolism, the law of everything. And like climate change, to whatever degree by climate change, we'll say like the environment, we have poisoned and ruined our environment, right? Yeah. And that is, and and if we continue doing that, it's game over. It's just endless, endless more suffering, like worse and worse hangovers, and and so all of nature. We're we're it, we're trying to fight nature out here. It's the same thing in here, right? Nature is saying to us in our country, if you continue to if you continue to grow your crops. Through big egg, process your food the way that you process it, treat animals the way that you do, feed people the way that you feed them. With processed sugar. Right. And then when you get sick, you're given a medication for that, right? This is game over. Those soils need to be restored. Our foods yes, are, it is, it is no other way to build a healthy human body, but by real nutrients. And these ideas, these people have of synthetic meats and things, I mean, what? They're crazy. You know, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and we, you know, people like yourself, people like myself, we still have some choice. Right. We have enough freedom that we can go into a whole foods no, if we I'll want get, to, or we 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 real. have we have foods available. Well, not only
0: foods, but but we got to think about the environment. So I lived in Manhattan, upper east side, for 20, 30 years, basically, 29, 30 years. So my son was born and raised in Manhattan. So when he became autistic, he's, he is he has a lot of different sensitivities that you and I just don't have. The average person does not have. He's he's sensitive to the band aids as a kid t- called tactile defense. But he's also sensitive to a different frequency in his brain. Things affect his brain differently than they do you and I. So, th- we lived in an 18-store high-rise, of 92nd and 1st, for five years, and all the way down below was a store. And for, for a long time, for three, four years, that store had nothing, it was only three stories high, had nothing on top of it. Th- then, eventually, a telecom company came, made a deal with, with the landlord, right? We want to put these on there and pay you money to, to, to store our 5G towers aimed, aimed up just. Uh, first avenue my son is sitting over in the corner it was it was an all was all glass luxury building from from floor to ceiling so beautiful he could feel something that wasn't right it bothered him within 30 minutes every day so eventually we moved his table and desk and his computer on the other side of the devising wall on the other side of the living room and it stopped bothering him I realized though they were putting up so much 5G, I said I had to get the hell out of New York. Plus the vaccine mandates. Plus New York State's FEMA camps. There were a lot of reasons why I left, and there's no no nowhere in the no no way could I a protect them if they locked down the city. I talked to the globalists, and then everything I mentioned. So the only move was to Florida three years ago, and I didn't move into Sarasota proper. I moved into the eastern part of the county because I don't want to be near all of all of the densely populated, loaded with 5G, loaded with Wi-Fi. You just want to get away from it. So there are choices we can make in America. I'm I'm with you, Charlie, on that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, right. And yeah, yeah. And okay, I want to speak in another way about this, is that the, the fundamental way that the body becomes sick really I'll venture to say the only way, mechanism by which the body heals or sickness happens is that of inflammation, right? The yeah. body becomes inflamed. It is the primal singular healing mechanism of the body. Inflammation is ever the, the suffix itis on the end of a word like bronchitis, yep. right? Sinusitis. Hepatitis, etc. Myocarditis. Yes, myocarditis. Our yes. favorite, unfortunately. Yes, yes, is all of those mean inflammation of. Now, the handling of inflammation, right, is it's happening right there in the body. The feeding, especially of a systemic inflammatory process, meaning a fever, for example. Or when you're when you're systemically ill with a bronchitis, bladder infection, whatever. There, if you, the ancient wisdom is that if you feed a fever, you will then have to starve a cold, because a fever is the body's the body is seeking out and and annihilating. The enemy, everything that's poisonous, everything that's foreign, everything that is injured and non-usable is being burned up in this fire, all hands on deck out there. When you put food in the body, you take the body's energy has to come back from the from handling the war and digest this food. And what happens? The body in the state of fever is. All the digestive apparatus is shut down. What happens is whatever you put in there basically ferments and creates poisons in the body. The point being this, if a human being does not know to fast when they are sick, when they have a fever, it is like a child who doesn't get the difference between putting water on a fire and putting gasoline on a fire. They are putting gasoline on a fire right? Which then which then, the primary healing mechanism of their body is shut down and they become ravaged by the sickness. The point that I'm making is that there is nothing in the entire world that we will ever come up with, no pill, no supplement that will have the healing power of fasting when you have a fever.
0: Understood. Nothing.
2: In right. fact, fasting,
0: fasting is really good for you. And Dr. Henry Ely, I was at his conference back in September, really focus on fasting as just a way to keep your body in tip-top
2: shape. Yeah. yeah. And the healing mechanism, the foundation of all healing in acute illnesses. Now, so if that isn't, it, think of it likewise. From whence comes strength in this body? Right? Who the hell is going to put strength in this body if not me? And if I don't put strength in the body, let's say a lifting program, a swimming program, pick it. Whatever it is we do. Show me a pill that equals that. Show nothing. me show me, show me, me how you can get a man strong who doesn't exercise. You nothing, cannot.
0: Not, nothing beats walking
2: at a certain age in life, right? You're just walking every day. Absolutely. It's the primal exercise, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So these things, in a, if our nation, in a, in our nation, the health failure which which right is founded on lo- complete misunderstanding of the nature of illness, right? Is the failure, the sickness of our population is unbelievable. And we're wanting to change the system of medicine and God bless us. We're doing it. It is happening. However, however, there is a something here that nobody gets to vote on. No matter what a doctor says, it still works in your body that if you eat while you have a fever, you're going to progress in your sickness. If only you can take care of that fever, only you can build strength. And when we when, when, Patients are encouraged by their doctors in that way. And we have a system that's going that way. It's like healing. Then then we insist on changing our agriculture, right? Our, Our systems of medicine. It's that they have to begin with our own sovereignty and our own sovereignty. We don't need to ask anybody. You do this, you get paid. You want to pay the price for strength strength is yours you willing to pay the price for health meaning follow what's absolutely required for health you pay that price god gives you health every yeah, time I'm, no questions I'm, I'm with you and they uh the globalists took over
0: medicine 100 years ago uh rockefellers in particular yeah. uh, replaced natural medicine uh, homeopath, all of the all of those disciplines with synthetic medicine and then they silo the different disciplines so the the virologist doesn't talk to to this doctor and vice versa they're all in their own little silos their own little domains so they very yeah. and you go into med school like no none none of the medical doctors i've ever talked to ever learned anything about vaccines or very little right it That's all fine. came in pediatricians in particular who are, who are now like supposed to give 74 vaccines to a baby if if the baby survives from going zero to, to eighteen years old. Like really? So this whole paradigm is blowing up though. And going back to the Great Awakening, people are awakening that it's not just the COVID shots that are problem. They're now talking, they're now going back, talking about autism and vaccines being linked, and they're talking about peanut allergies, food allergies, they're talking about MS being a vaccine induced, they're talking about polio being vaccine induced. And so now people are really waking up. So if you're going to back like, hey, let's stop the poisons, maybe let's stop the vaccines because they're not healthy for us anymore. That oh, doesn't bring us health yes. at all, does it?
1: Yeah,
2: no, that doesn't bring us health at all. And I we need to seriously question and and be skeptical about chemotherapy and radiation and surgeries, yes. right? Yep. All, all the medical treatments based on having no knowledge of a patient and just naming a disease and trying to destroy it and make it go away is it's insanity.
0: It is insanity. So I I love your acronym, the ET, right? Eating thinking and the RM, what which is relating and moving. So talk about the importance of relating again for the audience.
2: Oh my gosh. All right. So of the four eating, moving, thinking, relating, there's, Each one is incomparable, right? Incomparable. And they are the means by which health comes to us. So if we say eating, you know, Hippocrates said food is your best medicine. And really, most any clinician you talk to is going to go, I don't know what you can do that can touch the power of food, you know, that can touch the power of eating. And then you you take someone with a lifelong dedication to athletics or a yogi or a martial artist, and you look at the at at the aliveness and the health that comes to them and that is available through movement, and it's incredible. And then the use of the mind, I mean, how can you, it's as if what directs movement what directs eating is the mind so the mind is not to mention the mind itself being let's just say the chronic anxiety of life always with us right to find peace in that i mean my to to be just happy just to be able to be happy rather than anxious and frightened and angry and Right, is uh, it, fabulous and seemingly the key to everything else. However, I believe, and it's just my opinion for what it's worth, I think that the greatest influence on people's healing is relationship and is other people. And by relationship, I do mean and I do include loving loving family, loving relationships, right? However, here for healing, I'm speaking about a relationship or numerous relationships that are focused on healing, where at least one person in that relationship must understand the path of self-healing. And what is entailed in it in order to help another. Otherwise, you just have a good friend, whatever. They're uh, you know, they do construction, but right. as far as healing, they don't know anything about it. When and there's something like I'll say for myself, um, there are, I'm thinking of two other naturopathic doctors in my life who are uh there when they speak I listen right when they speak I listen yeah and there are what I'll call my teachers and my teachers through my life have been the greatest ones have been um uh the 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 gods the saints the the wise ones of all different branches but but those people have taught me how to how to heal and it's because of them it's because they lived their lives and and understood something i couldn't have gotten that from a car mechanic and and that and and that there's a living being that does that is is that has that wisdom and that has given it to me that's where it came from and that's where it comes from other people and somehow well you know it's it's the way life works is is that uh we 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 find another person or persons or group or books or whatever it is where we we hear the truth and it it moves us and uh yeah and and the ancient way is and when i say the ancient way i'm speaking for example of the whole school of China and the East in yeah. acupuncture and in uh, their system, their, all their systems of Tai Chi and Qigong and their healing systems, the same way as the system of yoga and the system of Buddhism and the system of Christianity. There have been, you know, they they are set up with schools or churches, whatever you want to call it, for stewarding a pe- people through a process that was originally set up by Jesus, by Buddha, by Muhammad, by the great ones, right? That yeah. was put in line of, this is, these people are all walking this path together, and this path leads to health and happiness and freedom, right? And peace. And that is where it, where it comes out of. And... Uh, yeah, that is where it comes out of his relationship. And I see that like you and I are building relationship here. We don't know where it goes, but we're, we're on a common path here of, of no question. Yep. Right. So, exactly. So
0: and, what is, what was your epiphany 25 years ago that said, you know what supplements and herbs and all this stuff might not, yeah. Where I think it is, what, what what changed in you? Was it a day? Was it a thought process? What happened? Because mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting for the audience. Like, what what got you to go from? I've done really well in this area, but I believe that's not the best way. Self healing is even better. What got you going in that direction?
2: It was a. It was not a single epiphany. There were epiphanies along the way, but it was, uh, what happened was I can remember, <clears throat> let's say when I would, let's say I'm treating a patient with a strep throat. And so I give them dietary instructions. I give them instructions for uh, an intestinal cleanse. I give them uh a throat wraps to do, gargles to do. I'm going on too much here the yeah. point that i really wanted to make is i'm giving them herbs homeopathics other things as well as i'm telling them to fast and rest or to eat in a very specific fashion and to and to rest and to cleanse their bowel and i and i would look and go what happens like what's essential here what happened do i need these herbs and stuff so i started leaving them out and go my patients are still getting well and there's no way they get well if i just give them the medicines and don't give them these changes to do so being convinced of that and it was it it was and is uh, um, um, uh, for me it was a terribly difficult path just filled. I I I have been through my life filled with so much self doubt that uh yeah about is what I'm doing right. Why am I doing this? I have to rethink it, rethink it, rethink it, right to find the strength. And so, so it was a process. It was a definite process. Yeah. Now yeah. you you, ha-
0: you have a blog on your website, which I highly recommend people to go to, which talks about the eating, thinking, relating, and moving. It does talk about that. It's one of your blogs, but there's, there's several things in there that, that people can go find. so they go to charlieproperly.com, you could find his blog there. You want to talk about your blog?
2: Found well, my blog, <clears throat> my blog is, um, has more of what you've felt here. There's a good deal about nutrition. There's a good deal about self-control. Really, the blog has, information on eating, moving, thinking, and relating, then on the power of self-control to be able to master those behaviors, and then on the powers of being kind, being truthful, and doing so in community. That's what the blog is is full of. And I want to recommend it for physicians training physicians and having them awaken to this is really valuable. I train physicians right off the bat how to do what I call a preliminary consultation. And the preliminary consultation has the basic medical stuff, but then it asks questions. It asks the patient their skill to evaluate their skill in eating, movement, thinking, and relating. How well do you take care of yourself in these ways? How, how strong is your self-control? Um, How kind are you to yourself? How skillful are you at listening compassionately? Have you been trained in these things? Are you able to soothe afflictive emotions? What is the attitude or the tone of voice in which you speak to yourself typically internally? And these questions give me a feeling for this person. One perhaps top question is how happy are you? How kind are you to yourself? People look in and go, I'm not very kind to myself. And, and you know, you, you cannot bring about good in yourself. Bringing about good in ourselves is by definition being kind to ourselves. But we have to be kind in the process, like you would train a child to, you know, play basketball or whatever it is. You have to be kind. You have to help them out and show them how to you do it. You gotta be patient. In, in
0: training or educating wow. any anyone, right? Uh, you know, if you're bringing bring a person to the next level, so
2: yeah, I'm with you all oh. the way on that. God, James, you're beyond me. I mean, for you, well, I have an, I have an autistic
0: you, son that trained me. So I, to what I'm, I'm saying, self-aware, and yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, and I have no regrets in my relationship. You know, I had a choice, uh, Charlie. Choice is very yeah. simple. I can it's be cool. self-absorbed and selfish, and you'll go play golf on weekends and go do this or that, or I could spend. Every week and virtually every week and, you know, miss some of the conferences, but 90% of them every year in my son's entire life, I spent with him. I spent all my time wow. going on vacation with him. Right. I took him out to the restaurant. There's no stigma with him. He's he's highly intelligent, right. He understands everything I say. He taught himself Russian and Chinese and Spanish, like in, in space, space of a week. Well, because what I, what I've learned about his brain is uh, he has heavy metals and he got kicked out of vaccine court. So his, his case never got heard officially, but maybe one day it will. But he got uh, the aluminum and the mercury in the vaccines that actually disrupted his brain. And it stopped the signaling process. And so his his whole brain developed completely different at the age of two, three. And by the, t- the time he was five, he knew how to read. And my teacher goes, who, who taught him? Like, what do you mean? Who- I didn't even know how to He reads? What? So I went into his class and, and learned that he could read. And then I had to go back in, into into a story that I'll, I'll pull up the picture because this this picture is very important. But the the story is simple. He had to go back in.
2: Uh, come on, a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. there was,
0: there, there was, he was four years old. It was in Mexico, and. Uh, he loved dolphins, but I didn't realize he's, you know, it was what, 40, 44 pounds and yay y- tall. And you bring them into water and dolphins like, you know, it's five feet long. It's, it's gigantic and it's salt water, And the sun's beating down in the middle of the afternoon in Mexico and splashing on him. And so, yeah, I got upset this and that, but then he went back to the hotel. He took three children's books with words on it and he flipped back and forth three hours, skipped, skipped dinner, was just fascinated. And so you'd see a picture and you read the sentence, and he just began putting two and two together. Then I realized all language is, is math-based. All of it. Everyone. And how do I know this? Because he, in Russia, he took Dexter's Laboratory, 80 cartoons, had full recall in every line of dialogue. And this is when he was 13. So the cartoons he watched were 10 years ago, but he had full recall still. Goes, it, finds a Russian language on YouTube. This is 10 years ago. Takes takes the, uh, the old... Old mouse, right? And then he does what? He simply, uh, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. And eventually, a couple of days later, he went through four or five of these cartoons. And I'm like, what the heck is he doing? I'm like, oh, he is stopping the Russian word, cutting it down to a syllable, cutting the syllables into slices of data. And it was all math-based. And then the following week, he let it all run. He let, he let the entire show, and he wouldn't look at the screen. And he's sitting there, he's laughing at the humor. The, the, the He's laughing at the dialogue. And, he's, and he did this on purpose to show me that he knew Russian. And I go, Frederick, do you understand Russian? He goes, yeah, like this. And it blew me off. It blew me away. So you don't learn these things unless you spend time. And so it's very important, going back to your thing about family, for anyone out there that, that's got grandchildren or children or children on the way or going to have children one day, you, sh- you need to spend time with them. Don't give them the mobile phone to, and, and let and so you go out there and do whatever you want. You need to spend time. It's probably the most important gift
2: you can give. Beautiful, James. Beautiful. Is that nice, Charlie? James, that's an example of of a truth being spoken that nobody else could speak. Right. Yeah. Lands just boom. Beautiful. Yeah. So, so you got about a minute left.
0: I didn't mean to take up. Some of your time, but you got about a minute left. Close out. Tell people why they should come to you, what they can learn about themselves, and the art of self healing.
2: Go ahead, floor's mm-hmm. yours. Great. Um, whatever your sickness is, whatever your sickness is, you can bring truly satisfying improvements to it, guaranteed. And in fact. You're the only one who can do it, and it's what you want to do, and it's, a, it's such a joyful path to discover your own power, to benefit yourself in ways that are, you know, they're, they're priceless. So the message is believe in yourself, step forward, look, and see how much power you hold. Absolutely.
0: Go to Charlie, Charlie with the L-E-Y, Cropley with the L-E-Y, charliecropley.com. Read his blog. If you if you want to learn how to save money from medicine, learn the art of self-healing, that will save you a lot of money. Probably save you a lot a lot of ardor stuff from all that chronic illness out there. Go to Charlie. I highly recommend it. Charlie Cropley, thank you very
2: much for your time. Thanks so much, James.